This podcast contains strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hey everyone, welcome to Lakeshore and Limbo, an improvised occult noir story told using tabletop role-playing game rules. I'm your host, James Harvey Freetley. Since our investigators are starting another new case, I wanted to take a minute to welcome new listeners and give you everything you need to jump in here. Any new case is a great place to start listening, but if you want to avoid spoilers for earlier episodes, stop this one, go back, and listen to those. We'll be right here when you get back. If you've never heard of a role-playing game before, it's a storytelling game where one player, myself, describes the story's world to the rest of the players, CJ, Tina, and Nathan, who play the protagonists and decide what they want to do. We use a storytelling game called Foo, which stands for Freeform Universal, and there are two main rules. Rule number one, if the characters want to do something that might fail, that player will roll a six-sided die. They're trying to beat the odds meaning that the odd numbers are varying degrees of bad and the even numbers are varying degrees of good. Here's how the numbers break down. On a 6, yes, they succeed, and something else good happens. On a 5, no, they fail, but something good also happens. On a 4, yes, they succeed. On a 3, no, they fail. On a 2, yes, they succeed, but something bad also happens. And on a 1, no, they fail and something else bad happens. Depending on their chances, they might roll more than one die and get to take the best one, or they might have to take the worst one. Rule number two. They've also each got mysterious powers, but they have to spend their precious poker chips to use them, and they can only get their chips back by doing stuff I think is cool. Okay, that's it for the rules. Lakeshore and Limbo is a story about a detective agency that specializes in occult crimes, run by the former angel, turned Golden Age Hollywood film star, turned investigator, Vincent Melody played by C.J. Tor, his crotchety alchemist partner, Abe Cohen, played by Nathan Kaplan, and Sassy, a young woman with a criminal past who also used to be a cat, played by Tina R. Fay, and it's narrated by me, James Harvey Freely. Also, this is our first episode where we have a guest joining our cast. Our guest is Molly Jones. She'll be playing Jess Cohen, Abe's granddaughter who he accidentally magically aged by 20 years. Since then, he's been looking for a way to turn her back. We're super excited to have Molly on the show. She's one of the best improvisers in Chicago, and you can see her in Hitchcocktails at The Annoyance, Clued In at the Second City Train Center, or at IO Chicago with Gone Gone, or in the Armando Diaz Experience. And since we're doing plugs, you can now hear CJ on episodes of Hello from the Magic Tavern. I guess just one magic and fantasy podcast wasn't doing it for him. Finally, it's never been a better time to join our Patreon, because we just got some new merch. We have sweet new buttons with the characters' faces on them and some really rad stickers of our Skull logo. I'm personally putting those on everything. On top of that, pretty soon we're going to have our first bonus episode for our Patreon supporters. It's Vince's mysterious date with the magical assassin henchwoman, Wither. I turned over the role of Wither to Tina for that episode, and boy, she goes to town with it. It's very funny. So head on over to patreon.com slash arcade audio and sign up so you can be there to catch it when it drops. One last thing. Occasionally, we might have a sponsor, Patreon patron, or a fan to shout out during the episode, so we might have a short mid-roll break in each episode. Not always, yet, but we're excited to start saying thanks to all the folks who have supported us as we've grown, and that includes you. So, thank you. And now, 
The sun sets over the second city. Graves yawn and shadows stretch as the night comes awake. And you're on a strange corner of Chicago where mysteries gather. At Lakeshore and Limbo. fog twists on Belmont Avenue, as though the street itself were having restless dreams. Even this busy thoroughfare is dark at this time of night. The only light comes from the window of a bookshop, the book and the binder. Inside stands an old man, Abe Cohen, desperately watching out the window and checking his watch, as a not terribly young-looking woman glares at his back. Between them is Abe's ratty old duffel, from which a soft hiss arises. Suddenly, Libby, the book owner, uh, bookshop owner, bursts through the door. Abe, I, I swear to God, the book is going to be here at any minute. Okay. Uh, I know you've been waiting for this one for, for a while. I tracked it down. I found yeah. it. Is this your granddaughter? Yep. This is her. This is Jess. Hi. Uh, hi. Hi. Yes, this is Libby. Hi. Great to meet you. Jess Cohen. Great to meet you. It's nice to meet you. Now, it, this is your granddaughter? Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's so su- it's so sweet to meet you. Um, can I get you anything? Um, an iced tea. An iced tea. Okay, I- I'll see if the Starbucks is open at this hour. Um, Abe, you anything? really got to get a refrigerator in this place, you I- know, or like just some sort of. Abe, the Starbucks is right there. Yeah. I go. I oh, hold on, just a second. There's a knock at the door, and suddenly a young woman walks through. Her hair is long and black and straight, and she wears a purple jacket. She turns to Libby and says, well, I found the book you were looking for. Well, this doesn't look all that scary. You were making it sound all scary. Yeah, it might be scary in the interior of it. Oh, well, she was saying it was scary. Yeah, sorry. I uh, forgot the cover page back at my place, but uh, here's the rest of it. Anyway, I'll take my payment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And she pulls out a big uh, envelope of cash and tosses it to the woman who counts it and vanishes back into the night. That was Katie. She's one of the people who gets books for me. Isn't she nice? Yeah, she seems like a delight. Uh, sure. So what did you... You were all hellfire to get this book. Can I watch what you're going to do? No. No, you should go to Starbucks right now. I should go to Starbucks right... Did you yeah. want anything? Uh, yeah, I'll take a peppermint herbal tea. A peppermint herbal tea. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're open at 3 a.m. I'm going to try, though. Sure. Well, there's that 24-hour one. Is there? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> And she uh, actually, you know, roll to see if you can get her out of this place. Uh, I think Abe has been, uh, he was super excited to find out that she was able to find a copy of this book. Uh, it's something you were so excited about that you called Jess in the middle of the night and told her to come down to the book in the binder so you could try it right now. Uh, so I think Abe is probably acting pretty desperate to get her out. But let's see if you're able to like shoo her out of the place. Just one? Just one. That's a yes. All right. Peppermint herbal tea and... Just an unsweetened black iced tea. Unsweetened black iced tea. You know, Unshaken, make it a Trenta. I, a what? Uh, I'd like it to not have any uh, added sweetener. And a Trenta is the uh, largest size. It's 30 ounces at Starbucks. If I go in there, are they going to laugh? Is this a prank? Am I being pranked? No, you're not being pranked. All right. I was on Ashton Kutcher's Punked once. Don't you mean Dax Shepard's Punked? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Was I double punked? <laughs> the man said he was Ashton Kutcher. Well, you know, it was Ashton Kutcher and Dax Shepard, but I really think it was Dax Shepard's uh, first performance. Um, he auditioned for years and years before he landed a role, and that was his first role. Well, they had to cut the segment because I cried and I got scared. All right. Ice-T and a Trent Reznor. I'll be right back. <laughs> Is she famous? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they only punk celebrities yeah. on that show. Yeah. <laughs> what is Livy's backstory? <laughs> Vince is mad. He's never been punked. Wait. <laughs> I walked around for weeks like, I'm so easily fooled. A- Abe looks at Jess and goes like, I really should ask her more about her, her background because I had no idea that she was unpunked or anywhere adjacent to it. Abe, in your hands, you now hold a copy of a book you were completely unable to find for a long time, even though its ru- existence had been rumored. It's called On the Transference of Vitality Between Humans and Serpents. It's not a catchy title, but it is what it does. Although the cover page is missing from this. It just starts right at the, right at the meat of the book. And it's actually, it looks like a typed manuscript instead of a bound book. It's held together with a binder clip. You're writing down the whole title of it. God bless you. (laughs) On the transference of vitality between humans and serpents. Okay, Zadie, what was so important that you had to call me down here in the middle of the night? I think I can get you back to your age. Your actual age. You think or you know? I think I... (sighs) How much did your mother tell you about me oh gosh well um she said that you were handsome when you were younger uh that you Accurate. you yeah. uh, uh loved jazz uh-huh. uh, uh dodged the draft very very dodged the draft and then um gosh something about um Something about something special that you did once. It's it's on the tip of my tongue, like like you like you something from a, a high elevation, like like you jumped out of a plane or you jumped off of a mountain or something exciting. What what am I forgetting? Uh, left the family. Is that what you're thinking <laughs> of? Or that's it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've I, I've done a lot of different things, but. The, the main thing that I kind of do and uh, am useful for. With the melody investigations and everything is my magical abilities. Yeah, those. Yeah. (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but also you're here and you're 20 years older than what you should be. I know. Listen, what can you do about this? I, 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 at the, at the firm, they are going to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hoping to do is basically snake you up a bit. Uh, it involves, it involves putting some snake juice in you, um, and it's transferring vitality. It basically is doing what the book says. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. So I'm just going to read this book a little bit, and I got this duffel bag full of snakes here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, you don't need to touch it right now, but you might need Zadie had you? Ever heard of the um, lawsuit from the early 1980s, Malone versus Malone? I have not. No, I'm not. I'm not familiar with it's it. It's about a husband and a wife. Okay. Okay. And Mrs. Malone thought that she was looking old, 
And she decided to steal her husband's pet snakes. <laughs> and she decided to inject the venom into her face. And when it didn't go well, she sued her husband. <laughs> and now there is precedent. <laughs> okay, I'm hoping this won't have to do with venom, but if you need to sue me, you've seen that I live in an office space. <laughs> That doesn't really work well. So you can take any money that you want from me because I don't have much. Okay. But you can have it because I truly am sorry that this even needs to happen in the first place. Well, I I guess I guess here goes nothing. This is defying logic a bit. Yeah, it'll do that a couple times throughout the night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Buckle up, I guess. <laughs> Abe begins to cast his eyes through the book and realizes that the trick to transferring the vitality between serpents and humans, it's something that seems so simple that any occultist should have thought of it. It's one of those things that's so obvious once you see it. And he realizes that it's something you can perform right now. You just need to have one of the snakes bite your granddaughter. Which one? <laughs> How many did you bring? <laughs> I, I, it's a duffel bag full, buddy. You tell me. <laughs> um, one, one of every flavor. <laughs> go ahead and roll. Uh, I will let you roll one. Uh, no, one. I'm magical. Yeah, but you brought a certain number of snakes. It's a no. It's a copperhead. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to let this copperhead bite you. What? I know it sounds goofy. What? Yeah. A snake bite me? Yeah. A copperhead snake? Yeah. Did you hear about the case in 1990? <laughs> Does it have to do with a copperhead snake it, biting somebody? It was Copperfield versus Copperhead. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know about that? No. David Copperfield went into a pit of copperheads. <laughs> almost, almost came out dead. Almost lost his magic career. Tried to sue a bunch of copperhead snakes. <laughs> Lost. And, and now there's precedence. <laughs> snakes had very good lawyers. <laughs> Sue the snakes. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so you want me, you want this snake to bite me? Yeah, I want this snake to bite you. And then I'm going to, I'm going to be reading some stuff when it does. All right. Should I let this snake bite me? <laughs> I think so. Um, it is totally up to you. But if you do decide to let your grandfather's snake bite you on the arm, uh, I'm going to say roll one die. Uh, Take some Van Van oil. Put it on your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, she's tapping the Van Van oil. Yeah, that's right. CJ brought us some special lucky oil back from New Orleans. This will make me high. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this weed will. <laughs> Also from New Orleans. <laughs> That's a joke, police. <laughs> I have a medical. Ooh. It's a five. It's a yes, but it's a no, but it's a no, oh. but. Uh, the snake sinks its fangs into Jess as Abe begins reading from the book. For a moment, you don't even feel the pain. Then there it is, <laughs> suddenly coursing up your arm. You feel the venom. Flowing through you and reaching your heart, which starts to slow down as you sink to your knees. Abe, what do you do? Uh, does this feel right, or does or does this seem wrong? You have no idea. Um, I'm gonna keep reading. All right, you keep reading, and Jess slumps to the floor. I 
I keep reading and I put my hands like on on wherever the bite was, like on the arm on her arm where the, wherever the bite was. Okay. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens. You finish the passage, and suddenly Jess's eyes snap open. Molly, you can take that post-it note off the area where your powers were hiding. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Is uh, is the snake's is the snake's talons uh, is the snake's teeth still in me? Yeah, the snake's teeth are still in you, but you suddenly feel fine. Um, a little bit cold, but better than you felt in a while, and you can feel it's as though you were regenerating um, almost as though something you had lost were growing back and you can feel your skin starting to firm up and shrink the bags around your eyes suddenly sucking back up uh, but you still feel kind of cold huh. um, uh, am, I, am I able to am I able to uh, grab onto the snake and, and pull him off of yeah me? yeah yeah okay cool I'm gonna grab the snake and I'm gonna pull him off of me you yank the snake out with a popping sound. It goes flying across the room. Okay. My snake. <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> okay. 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 I feel good. I feel better. Good. You look better. You look like you're your age. Um, my age. I look in my late 20s. Yeah. Okay. That, that's... That's that that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. Did you do it? Is it done? I think it's done. I think that's it. You sure? Yeah. Well, I think so. I I'll I'll read a little bit more of the book just to like triple check. <laughs> well, what if the snake crawls back at me? Oh, that snake's that snake's done. You can see him in the corner. He's asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Snoring snake. That, that snake is a loud snore. Okay. Suddenly, there's a noise at the front door. Something just fell through the mail slot. Should we look at it? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of big. Can we can we pick it up at the same time? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you reach down and pick up what seems to you in your woozy state to be a very big standard sized envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that, that one wasn't like the improv game where you like are given a gift and have to define it. Uh, I, I live to improvise. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm, should I do the honors? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, this is, who's it addressed to? Is it addressed to Libby? <laughs> What's interesting is there's nothing on it in the uh, address slot. It just says return to sender. In the corner, there is an address, though. It's somewhere in the Lakeview neighborhood of Chicago. But yeah, it just says return to sender on the envelope. And as you're standing at the door, you can see Libby returning. Uh, and she has two very big cups of uh, tea in her hands. Hey, listener, there'll be more Lakeshore and Limbo after this quick break. Abe, Abe, hey, wake up. Check it out. Uh, Lee, what did I say about necropunks breaking in my room while I'm sleeping to show me things? That it had better be the friggin' Philosopher's Stone or a cool role-playing game book. I am 99% sure I did not say that last part. So I wanted to show you this. It's the Dread House, a huge haunted house-themed role-playing game campaign setting by Hammerdog Games. It's got two entire campaigns, 19 adventures, and it's compatible with the same rules you'd use to play Pathfinder, 5th Edition, or Call of Cthulhu. 
Lee, that's cool. It really is. But if you break into my room again, I'm going to turn you into a parking meter. Wait, can I say one thing before I go? Hammerdog is an independent game company based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you want to learn more, you can check them out at hammerdog.com or you can follow them on Twitter at Hammerdog Games. Okay, now turn me into a parking meter. You want to be a parking meter? I love magic and the rent is due. And now, back to Lakeshore and Limbo. Maybe, maybe hide it. Okay, okay. Okay, but what if it's important? What if it's important for her? We can't be stealing things from people. Yeah, you're, well, I've stolen a lot of stuff from people. <laughs> but sure, it's up to you. Um, okay, okay, just just put it behind your back for now, and we'll see what Libby says, and then and then we'll figure it out. Okay, I put it in the elastic waistband of my sweatpants. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, Libby comes through the door, and the bell gives a little chime, and she goes, okay, I have one Trent Reznor black tea. Oh, did you... Get some sleep. <laughs> uh, Zadie, do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, no, we just uh, did a little makeover. I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a makeup artist, and so oh, uh, that's what I ever I heard do. of a sheet mask. No, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> when is your turn, Abe? Because uh, if <laughs> Libby, that cut deep. <laughs> uh, you just you you seem like you'd be you were such a handsome man in your youth and. <laughs> I'm glad that that's finally like coming out that, that I'm a han- I was a handsome man. You were a handsome man. Have I grown into a handsome like older man? Which one was your tea? <laughs> I was the peppermint herbal. All right, here's your peppermint herbal. Here's your Trent Reznor. Um, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy reading the book? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm gonna take this with me if that's okay. All right. People are so superstitious. There's nothing spooky about that book. Yeah, nothing spooky at all. Yeah, Katie's out of her mind. Yeah, don't touch this duffel bag of snakes that I got here. <laughs> okay, all right. Katie with her rumors and her superstitions. Yeah, what did she say about it? Oh, something about a curse. Anyway, oh, I got myself a little macchiato. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> Can you remind me what's in a macchiato? A macchiato? Well, it's espresso. Um, <laughs> and then there's a crema on top. Am I right? (laughs) You need to show her. (laughs) You need to show her. Okay. We got this letter. (laughs) She takes it. She adjusts her bifocals and goes, oh, that's interesting. Was Katie here? Is she playing a joke? We didn't see her. That just came through the door slot. Oh, that's funny. It must be Katie playing a joke. She told me about a funny little story about this book. Okay, what is the curse? Can you tell us what the curse is? <laughs> well, there's no curse, obviously. Magic's not real. Yeah, tell us what the curse is, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should go to bed. Go to bed. No, I would really like to know what the curse is all and what, right. the curse, what Katie said about it. Well, I'm going to be up all night anyway. She said anybody who reads from this book or has this book's magic used on it, I can't remember which, dies in 24 hours or something along those lines. Something about uh, uh, the paper girl or something like that. It's a ghost story. It's nothing. The paper girl? Don't know anything about it. Never heard of it. We should read this book a little bit more. (laughs) Oh, careful. The paper girl might get you. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm wired. Uh, Do you want to open this letter that we got? Oh, this? That's junk mail. I get, all right. And she opens it. There's nothing inside. It's just the envelope. Okay, I'll take that envelope. Well, it's a federal crime. That's fine. You're, <laughs> you don't want it, so I can just take it, right? Fair point. I look inside of it. There's nothing inside. Okay. It just says, return to sender. Okay, okay, okay. We need to slow down. Can someone tell me what the paper girl is? 
I mean, I don't remember, you know, Katie with her wild stories, uh, she likes to have one every now and then. Um, but if you want her cell phone number, um, yeah, here. And she digs around and she finds a card uh, for a investigatory firm. What, what's the card? What is the name of the investigatory for- firm? Thwaites Eyes. Thwaite Eyes? Thwaites Eyes. Everybody's writing it. I'm very wary I, I, I will rem- I'll remember it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Her sharp legal mind. Um we should uh, we should head we should head to uh my place. Okay. Pretty pretty quickly. Well, why can't I just go home? Uh cuz uh, we might have to worry about the paper girl. Ooh, Ooh spooky. spooky. We might need to worry about the paper girl. Uh <laughs> So we should we should get some help, and uh, I know two such people that are very helpful because I think this is on both of us now. Oh, I also have her. I have Katie's address as well. Here, let me give you that. That's the Wait Detective Agency. She hands you the same card again. Okay, thank you. All right. Oh, did you want her name? It's Katie, right? Oh, well, here, just take this in case. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's her card. <laughs> Thanks, Libby. Uh. Get some sleep, <laughs> or try and get some sleep. All right, let your granddaughter do that makeover. Okay, thank you. All right, sheet mask. I'm gonna Google that. <laughs> and she closes the door, and you make your way to Melody Investigations. Um, Vince, Sassy, what are you guys up to at Melody Investigations when at they walk through the door? Three a.m. Well, it's three a.m. <laughs> so I'm just running rampantly around the yeah. room. <laughs> three a.m. I think Vince is asleep. Yeah, Vince is dead asleep. Sassy is just running for no good reason around Melody Investigations as Abe and Jess walk through the door. Uh, Jess, something kind of strikes you as you walk through the door. There is a open computer on the desk and the keys are depressing somebody is filling in excel spreadsheets uh but it seems like there's nobody sitting in the chair um hey zadie can you can you get me the can you get me the baby powder in that duffel bag <laughs> okay there's a bunch of snakes in here too though so i'm gonna have to, okay. I'm gonna have to be careful it's okay get the baby powder. Uh-huh. i got it <laughs> i give her the baby powder all right okay Listen, before recently, I didn't much believe in magic, but I think I'm looking at something that I've never seen before. Oh, yeah, that's Frank. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm like up on the cupboard. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't throw baby powder at Frank. I don't need to know what his physical form looks like. It'll fuck me up. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Is that a yes? That was a yes. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right. Well, hello. Hi. Can we? Is this a new customer? Uh, Sassy, this is my uh, granddaughter. Can I Jess. take your coat? <laughs> no, don't take her coat. Let me just no, take don't, your coat. Don't let her take your coat. But I'm warm in here. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your coat. Uh, don't let her. She coat. steals stuff from you people's coats. You have nice things. <laughs> Thank you. I don't steal things from people. Who told you I steal things from people's coats? Sassy, you told me that you steal things from people's okay, coats. Don't tell Vince. I won't tell Vince. Okay. <laughs> what is this thing typing? That's a good question. <laughs> Expense report? I don't actually know what he's doing. Yeah, Frank, what do you do? <laughs> you, you look in, and Frank is doing your taxes, something that has never crossed anyone else's mind here. Ah. I whisper nerd under my breath. <laughs> wow. Uh, you wait here. I'm going to go get, I'm gonna go get uh, the detective. And I go into Vince's room. I like slam the door open, and I go, Vince, somebody stained one of your suits. 
I instantly <laughs> chuck my cane at him. Uh, roll like one die. Complete response mechanism of somebody breaking into my room and I have multiple enemies. Roll, roll one die to see how that goes. That's a no. That's a no. I would say uh, the point of the cane sticks in the wall right next to Abe's head. <laughs> what? I just need you to wake up really quickly. Your suits are fine. Ugh. Ah, oh, well done then. Accomplished. What is going on? Are you wearing a pajama suit? Yes, it is Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of the the paper girl? I've heard nothing of a paper girl. I've heard of the paper chase, a romantic comedy from the nineties. Yeah, that's probably what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, no, there is a uh, su- probably supernatural being being that is going to kill me. Or my granddaughter, or both of us. Well, my suits are okay. Yeah, they're all fine. Fine. Uh, uh, give me a second. Okay. Granddaughter. And, and then uh, Vince, in less time than you would think, walks out in a full three-piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Everybody's congregated in the middle of Melody Investigations at 3 a.m. looking at the letter in Jess's hands. Great. So can, I, can we assume that they caught us up? With we know who she is. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Abe... Did you ever think about maybe reading the entire text of a book before using the magic within? Yeah, I thought about it after the fact because, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. so... Fair. Um, and also, uh, you used a reproduced copy of a mystical tome? Oh, yeah. It's ho- so hard to get, re- like, actual tomes. So getting photocopies of tomes is, like... Kind well, of what you got to do now. Actually, I want you, uh, Vince, to roll one. Actually, roll with two because this is a perception thing for you. Thank you. Oh, that's a yes and. That's a double yes and. That's Imagine. a double yes and. The room fills with the clacking sound of a typewriter. And as you look down at the page, you realize this isn't a copy. This is a manuscript typed up on a typewriter. This is an original copy. Okay. Like just, before this thing ever went to print. Great. So it takes it to say, okay, no, this is absolutely the original. Um, hmm. Can I see the envelope? Yeah. Just the address and return to sender? It says return to sender and do, the address. Do you think maybe return to sender is not an instruction from the post office, but an instruction given to you? Nope. Didn't think about that. <laughs> Did anybody else? Uh, no. Cool. That makes me feel better. <laughs> so perhaps we're okay with the curse if we just return the book to its original place if it is an original copy. Yeah. So maybe, maybe somebody wants us to go somewhere. Very good. Yes. Jess, you are so much quicker than your <laughs> progeny oh. would suggest. Wonderful. Well, we uh, should talk fee, right? You seem like a rich lady. I think we can do this one pro bono. What? Is just a... <laughs> Just a guess. She's not my granddaughter. <laughs> I'll give you extra ear, ear scratches. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so we do have the address of the woman who acquired the book, which is a rival investigation company. Yeah. Uh, have I heard of Thoughts Eyes being in the business? Uh, no, you haven't heard of them in the occult business. Um, go ahead and I'm going to say you can roll to like research it, but I'll just give you one on that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they're actually just in the business of acquiring old manuscripts, okay. uh, usually academic texts, so lost academic texts. Well, it is 3 a.m. We have tw- Okay, what time was it 
when they read the book. Okay. It was about like 2.30, 3-ish. So I would say, you know, it's like crest in 3.40 around now. Okay. Well, uh, we have two options. Uh, this is a detective agency uh, that acquires things. Our two options would be wait till morning, go in as customers, or go now and break in. Did you see this person? What was their vibe? Like, did they seem chill? There was just an envelope in a door. We don't know anything. No, I mean the um, the person from the investigation. You saw. Oh, the Katie. Yeah, you saw Katie. Right. Yeah. This card. Oh, yeah. Where'd you get this card again? Yeah. I paid very little you attention to her, but <laughs> so many of these cards. Yeah, we we received the card from Libby. Yeah. I don't. Libby. I've never met Katie. Can I did- do? Attention detail on Jess. Sure, absolutely. Because of the story, I just realized I heard the entire story of what he did. Yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. do two because it's my thing? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, that's a yes. That's a yes. Yeah, it's a yes. What do you want to know? I want to know if I, he, he, he said he did a spell on her, and I want to see if there's any side effects or consequences that I can observe. Yeah. Um, Jess, you, I think, probably uh, are still feeling cold. Are you showing it in any way? Like, are you doing anything? Um, uh, I am. Uh, no, I said I was. Uh, I said I was warm. Oh, you were. That's right. Because there is a, uh, a space heater. There's a uh, space heater uh, going. Per- perhaps I'm feeling some like um, uh, uh, like snake like symptoms. Like, um, are those just starting to come through? Because I yeah. just realized cats are historically uh, scared of snakes. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm like kind of like alpha femaling, but uh, but in like a in like a yeah. I start to get visibly uncomfortable. You can start. You kind of you can sort of taste the air a little bit when you like. You're kind of like getting vibes off of people just by like kind of sticking your tongue in their general direction. Okay. Okay. And I noticed that. Okay. So, so let's just say that there's like that general way of moving and the tongue sticking out thing. It's like, interesting. Jess, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, fine. Actually, a lot better now, if we're being honest. I mm-hmm. feel, I feel fine. I feel, um, I feel, I feel good. Why? Why are you asking me? What's going on with you? Um, well, it's just, you know, having spell uh, performed on you, there can sometimes be side effects. Um, tell me. And then, all right, just for fun, uh, Vince grabs the world's coolest boss mug and throws it at her. (laughs) (laughs) My mug. Oh my god! All right, all right, I tried. All right. <laughs> what is wrong with sorry, you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought I was picking up on something. Uh, uh, just, just grabs, just grab something out of her bag too. It's a, it's a bag of, a bag of frozen grapes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, 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 I thought I saw you standing rather tense, and I was just seeing if there was any. She goes to throw it at Vince. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll with uh, one to throw that at Vince. I was about to say Vince swats it away with his cane. That counts as sword fighting. Nope. She okay. She beans you right in the head with those grapes. Oh, all right, we can do this all night. <laughs> Frozen grapes. <laughs> oh, I'll chase so any loose grapes uh, around the floor and uh, <laughs> swat them under the couch. <laughs> Where they will rot. <laughs> yep. Right. Just like everything else. All right. Well, uh, I guess, so what are we thinking? Are we wait till they open and actually talk to them as a legitimate business or try to break in? Yeah, maybe we should just make them solve the mystery since we're not going to get any money off of this. Well, I'm inclined just to ask them. I mean, if they're just performing the service of tracking down manuscripts, 
then they probably have nothing nefarious to hide. Mm. 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 So we take the manuscript back to them, maybe, and say we found it? Yeah, or... Well, they they would, in theory, know that they gave up the manuscript. Right. So saying that we found it, I don't think would... I'm saying that they're just a legitimate business. Sure. If we ask them where they found this, I guess the only thing they would want to do is maybe protect their client. Yeah, but they did know about the curse of paper of the paper, paper girl. girl. Paper girl. What is the paper girl? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming... Do you ever see the ring? Yeah. I'm assuming it's one of those, those situations, but with a male... <laughs> You know what, Zadie? I'm really inclined to trust this man over you. (laughs) I just threw something at your face. (laughs) But But, thank you. But that's an old lawyer tactic to figure out if someone. Thank you. Yeah, you know, in the Brady Bunch, you know, with the neck and Harry Mason. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. I respect. I respect this man, and I think we do what he says. He seems like of the two of you, the one to be trusted. Well, I guess, fair enough. Uh, we can also go, Sassy is a, another partner at this firm. Uh, Sassy, what would, what would be your inclination? Um, my inclination was really just to have her go to them by herself, let them solve this mystery. All right, I we're not going to listen to Sassy do. anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you know what? Actually, I, look, this is all time. I mean, what if somebody walks through the door who's going to pay us money? We're going to... Fair. Let's, plus, we're going to do this as fast as possible. I'm actually now inclined to break in because they might want to protect their client. If we have a name, they might have a desk and yeah, something we can look. Yeah, I'll I do think that. so. If that's the fastest way to do this, I'll get my tools. We'll break it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's break it. Also, they could be 24 hours. So let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> like that one Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> that one Starbucks is great. <laughs> you guys make your way. It's the one in Second City. It's in Piper's Alley. It's 24 hours. <laughs> and, and they just they just renovate. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the book in the binder is on Belmont. It so is. Libby really went to go get <laughs> oh. you those like, I took her so freaking I thought we were about to back. establish it was across from Second City. <laughs> no, no. It's like, it's right yeah. by the Belmont stuff. We so did Libby, say that. Libby. <laughs> she hopped on the 22. Yeah. <laughs> took a midnight red line. <laughs> Very sweet. I mean, you needed time to perform snake magic. All right. I think you guys probably... How do you want to get down to... We'll say that this is bago? in the... Yeah, I mean, it's 4 a.m. It's the only time parking will be fine. Let's get in the bago. <laughs> yeah. There's you bago. guys hop in the Winnebago. Uh, this is your grandfather's Winnebago. And I think probably, Jess, you remember some like fond camping trips, some fun times before uh, he bugged out on the family in this Winnebago. So this is kind of a weird like revisit walk down memory lane. This CJ? is. I have a question. Sorry, and I just yeah. I just realized. Even I've known each other for ten years. Is this the first time I'm meeting Jess? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I would say probably because yeah. you walked out of the family. Yeah. 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 Okay, Contentious. Cool, cool. okay. 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 All right. You guys drive down. Uh, I think this is probably in. We'll say the Wrigleyville neighborhood of Chicago. As you guys are driving down, you approach the address. It's a really quiet night. All the cars are parked. The, you can find a good spot for the bago right out in front of where you want to be. And suddenly, there's a crashing from up above you. And something is plummeting down towards the hood of the bago and smashes into the bago. <gasps> My bago! <laughs> it cracks the windshield. There's steam coming out of the hood. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. 
Your review helps other people find our show. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider supporting us and all the other great shows on Arcade Audio by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. There you can talk to the performers on our secret Discord server, get a postcard from your favorite character, or dope Lakeshore and Limbo merch. Write to us on Twitter at Lakeshore Limbo, all one word, or at lakeshoreandlimbo at gmail.com. Sassy is played by Tina Arfay. Find her on Twitter at Tina2Cats. Vincent is played by CJ Tor. Find him on Twitter at CJ Tor. Abe is played by Nathan Kaplan. Find him on Twitter at Nathan Kaplan. Jess was played by Molly Jones. Find her on Twitter at Jones Molly. Everyone else was played by me, James Harvey Freely. Find me on Twitter at James H. Freely. This work is based on Foo, the freeform universal RPG, found at http colon forward slash forward slash nathanrussell.net slash foo by Nathan Russell and licensed for our use under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 Unported License. Our cover art is by Megan McHugh. You can see her work at artstation.com slash snippersaw. Our music was created by John Monteverde. You can find his work at johnmonteverde.com. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.